because we're up in the gym. And we're talking about our fitness. Ooh. Uh, You're our witness. Um, in the uh. season, <laughs> in the episode of The City, there's an episode where Fergie's on it. And mm-hmm. so Fergie's actually top of mind for me. Um, I met Fergie. <gasps> when? Um, when my dad worked at the casino and he got me like backstage passes to Black Eyed Peas. Oh, that's cool. I, I was like 13. That. I was like 13 and he like – I got home from school and he was like, do you want to go to a Black Eyed Peas concert and meet Fergie? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, okay, get in the car. <laughs> I was like <laughs> back from volleyball practice or some shit. So I had like jeans on and she was like, I like your hair. And I was like, oh, my God, Fergie said I like your hair. Oh, my God. But like really she was probably like, this chick looks like she's been through something and she needs a compliment. <laughs> I was I was just going to make a joke about your hair because oh, I was like – during those times is when the slicked back look was in. So yep. I was going to be like, oh, yeah, like you just came back from volleyball hair, definitely in a slicked back bun. Okay. Yeah, slicked back, but like super frizzy bun. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it was down. It was like down and curly. It was um, straight bang stage. Straight mm. bang crunchy curls. Oh, yeah. I'm so sorry. I know. Fergie, I've improved if you – want to hook like if you want to meet up again okay, do you want to if you want to redo on that because I'm sure it was like so embarrassing for you but like um I'm totally willing totally down for drinks girl yeah I'll meet you just tell me <laughs> okay so today we are talking about um we're talking about fitness stuff so um not it's not it's not a trigger warning but it is just a heads up that um we are talking about just kind of like wellness journeys health journeys um that does include like diets body image body image and stuff fad potentially unhealthy things that we've both tried Right. Um, all, all of that kind of stuff. Um, and plus, you know us, like we go on tangents and you never know where we're going to end up. So we did <laughs> so want to give that. If this, is, if this is a difficult topic for you, just listen cautiously. Yes. Yes. I don't anticipate. I mean, like, I don't anticipate anything like very extreme coming up no. fr- from either of our experiences, but did want to give that heads up. Question for you, Mariah. Have mm. you heard of Noom? N-O-O-M. So, yes, like all over my Facebook and Instagram timeline, but I don't know a lot about it. I know that it's like a program um, and like a lot of people are doing well on it, but I don't know like the details of the program or the details of its like legitimacy. I don't know anything Mm -hmm. about it. Um, I was – as as we were talking, I was like, "Wow, this sounds like an ad." What if we were sponsored by Noom? Oh my dude, gosh, Noom! I don't know what you are, but I'm about to find out. So hit us up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so basically, it's a it's a I think it's an app primarily. I'm sure they have some kind of desktop version, but basically, it's like virtual coaching. Um, primarily diet focused, um, I think, or that's like kind of the entry level point is having, um, accountability for, for your nutrition intake and tracking. And then I think they also have services like you have contact with like a, like a coach, like you are assigned a coach. So, um, there's probably like workout aspects to it. I'm not, I don't use it personally, but 
um, Rob's mom does, and she is loving it. And I believe one of her sisters or like one of her friends is using it as well, and they're they're really loving it. The reason I'm bringing bringing it up is the last time we saw her, she was talking to us about like the progress that she's made, how it works. Um, but basically, the the summary of it is you have green foods and you have yellow foods and you have red foods there is no um restrictions on what you are quote-unquote allowed to eat or when you're allowed to eat them or anything like that um the only thing is is like you know you go through when you're signing up you go through some kind of assessment where they decide like okay like these are your macros Mm -hmm. um or like here's your I think it's calorie goals actually but I I have a strong feeling there's a macro assessment uh, yeah that's happening in the in the background yeah and then you have Yeah. So you have like your calorie goal and then throughout the day you just, it's very similar tracking process to like my fitness pal. Mm -hmm. Um, so you, you track all your foods. If it's not already in the app, you can scan a barcode and it puts it in for you. You just fill out your, your portion sizes and, and all of that stuff and it tracks it for you. And so then it tells you, and then you put it in your, your workout. So like, let's say you, um, tonight I'm going out for my anniversary dinner and I know I, I want to have like indulge a little bit more. I want to um, not worry about my calories and, but so like I, I did yoga this morning and I could put in yoga and it'll, um, give me a little bit more wiggle. You know, it's just, it's a very like fundamental, like tracking thing, I think. Um, but really good for people who haven't done it before, because you have someone there that is like, you know, and we'll get into this. Like Mariah is currently working with a coach. I've worked with a coach. It's really nice just to have someone there that you can ask questions to, um, make recommendations for just kind of like talk through the process, like what you're feeling and getting a gut check on like, if this is right, but Rob's mom is really liking it. And, but a comment that she made, is like really stood out to me. And she was like, this is the first program. I don't want to call it a diet. Um, I'm very, I'm trying to be conscious of not using that word, but she it's like the first program that she's ever used that didn't have any restricted foods. You can literally eat whatever you want, but like your red foods are going to be your foods that are less, have less nutritious value. They're like really high and like, I don't know, whatever it doesn't matter. I'm not going to go into it. And then you have your yellow food. That's like, yeah, like this is good, but like eat it in moderation. That would be like your olive oil and like all yeah, that kind of stuff. And then like, obviously your green foods are all your nutrient dense, like things that you need, you can eat a ton of, like you can eat unlimited number of green, green foods. Cause it's a lot of like vegetables and fruits mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, so it's been working really, really well for her. And I, I, that comment though really stuck out to me. It's like, this is the first program that has not had any restricted foods. And I'm like, yeah, I love, I love that Noom is becoming so widely, it's so user-friendly and it's so, it's packaged so user-friendly. Like it's, it's not so much for the, the fitness enthusiast, like the person who's hardcore. It's just helping regular people learn about foods and like how foods can make you feel and how to know like what kinds of foods to to be consuming more of or like how to like kind of mix and match those things and um and and that's such a I think you and I are both in that place now but it is such a it can be such a journey getting to that point and I think it's probably 
maybe it maybe I'm missing something, but it feels just like just like a flexible dieting diet type of thing. But yeah. Anywho, so I, I love that mindset. I love I love that people are seeing results with like a flexible a flexible diet. Um yep. being able to still eat things that they want to eat and and still seeing results. It's just so much like mindfulness is so much a part of it. Like knowing what you want or like knowing what's in what you want and how that all accumulates throughout the day. Yeah, just education. And yes. I think what you're alluding to is also just like something that works that's sustainable. Sustainable, like, that's the key word. Sustainability. Um so like there's things and let's talk about this for a second because I want to just touch on the things that we've tried without like bashing programs, but like just bringing awareness to it. Um, cause I know both of us have tried like fad diets and like fad things, but like what I've learned through working with a coach and like through living more sustainable, sustainable or like making lifestyle changes that are sustainable long-term is that like those, yeah, those things work, but like so many of them are like not sustainable. Mm-hmm. So I'll rattle off like some of the things that I've tried, like, before I've tried like intermittent fasting, I've tried um, keto, I've tried like a very popular workout program that has a bunch oh. of different programs and they have these stupid little containers that you have to put food in and they have a shake and everybody probably knows what I'm talking about and it's <laughs> crap because they tell you to eat 1200 calories a day. That's what, uh, my, that's what my prescribed yeah. caloric intake was and that is literally – I would lose weight even if I wasn't doing any of the workouts. I would lose weight on 1,200 calories a day. Yeah. And that's that's... not – it's not appropriate. It's like so unhealthy, but it works. Right. But for for the 90 days that your program is and then your program is done and then guess what happens? People start going back to normal and then, oh, no, we gained weight. Time to do a new program. Yeah, because first of all, like 1200 calories, that's like your, that's what basically your body burns just from living, from like blinking, from breathing, from just walking from one side of your house to the other. That's the energy it's burning just to keep you alive. So that's what I'm saying. Like I could literally not work out and eat 1200 calories a day and I would like drop weight like crazy because my body's burning like 13 to 1400 calories a day just existing. And then the other piece of that, though, is like when there's a set time frame, like I don't know about you, it is so easy. No, no, it's not. I'm not going to say it's so easy. It is much easier for me to keep that. It's like there's light at the end of the tunnel. Like I don't want to do this. 30 days of this or like 90 days. I can make it. I can be strict. Like I don't. Uh, if I really want this, I can have this in two weeks when my diet's over. Yeah. Yeah, but that's crap. That's the problem because then you have all because restriction is hard and it's hard long. You can't unless you have. And I will say, listen. Like I am sure that keto works for certain people, but the certain people that it works for are are like professional athletes, like perfect, like people who have a who are extreme like they and they when they are eating like all these fats they're not like eating just cheese like they're eating like avocados yeah like the unfun side yes but even that your body like your 
we all have the same organs, right? No matter what, like what our muscle, like our muscular Mm -hmm. system looks at, like we all have the same internal organs and your fucking internal organs need carbs, people. Like Mm -hmm. some people might need more than others, but like carbs are not your enemy. And I treated them as an enemy for so long. It like makes me want to cry. Yeah. Just the, the like guilt or like how many burgers or sandwiches that I've eaten without buns. And I'm like, who cares? Like, why didn't just eat the fucking. They're like, let me, can I get that with the lettuce wrap? And yeah. but then I'm like, at the same time, then I'm having like a fucking Pepsi with it. Like, what? It, yeah, no, exactly. Or it's like, oh, this burger is, yeah, for sure full of artificial everything. And oh, yeah. And the, like, it just doesn't, yeah. it doesn't make sense. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So guys, I, and okay, I, I'm going to bring up one that I know that you have done a, like you've done a few times is whole 30, which, well, okay. Hang on. I don't agree with doing whole 30 for forever, but I will say, and this is like, and even the founder of it says, she's like, this was never intended to be a diet. Like whole 30 was never meant to be like the thing that you follow the rest of your life. It was meant, it's an elimination diet. So like, yeah, so you're supposed to do it only for 30 days so that you can determine like, okay, these things um, really irritate my system. Like I've introduced, uh, what, I don't even know. I don't know. That's that's like exactly what I was going to say about it is that I think that it's misused as like a fad diet when really there are programs that are out there. So like sometimes keto can be good short term for somebody so that they can start introducing, reintroducing carbs or like reintroducing like different fats so that they can determine what their body is sensitive to. Like there are health benefits to some of these things in short term, but, but like whole 30 is really great for, I mean, do most people who do whole 30 lose weight? Sure. Right. Because you're not eating, you're literally eating whole foods, like nothing else. Mm -hmm. And so like, of course you're going to, going to like lose weight and like feel better and everything. But it's just, I think mentally not sustainable because it's very restrictive, but it's Mm -hmm. great for like ruling out, like you said, like sensitivity. So like once you're, once you're essentially like cleansed, you are reintroducing things slowly. So you can be like, oh, I think that's what triggered it, mm-hmm. which is right. good. Yeah. But like, like Rob's mom did whole 30 and like, she's done a version of like, uh, I forget what she called, what the Melissa Hartwig or no, sorry. Melissa Urban is her, her now name, but, um, mm-hmm. she's the founder of it and she calls it freedom so I forget what she calls it but basically like you can maintain the whole 30 principles that work for you for your life and like then but you can still incorporate it's just another version of like flexible dieting it's learning um I just like I really like and recommend the a program that helps you learn how to count macros Mm -hmm. because it 
teaches you. And I said, I told you, I told you for years before Mm -hmm. I was like, everyone should do this because you learn so much about how, and Whole30 helped too. It it teaches you how to read a label. It teaches you how, like the important things to look at, like being able to look at your meals for a full day or a full week cumulatively and, and be able to say, wow, like I bet you I put money on it that most people don't know exactly what they're eating in a day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I like think- even if you're not on a diet, this might, one of my takeaways for today, you should you should track your macros even for like a month. Yeah. So for people, I mean, maybe I've talked to some people recently because like I've been pushing this on people too. And they're like, what are macros? So, right, so exactly. let's start with that. Your macros are your macronutrients. So basically there's three big ones that we want to look at and that's your proteins, your carbs, and your fats. So there's like free macro calculators all over the internet. Um, I can recommend a really good one that goes a little bit deeper into just basing it off of your BMI. Um, My coach that I currently work with um, is part of DLD Nation and they, DLD Nation has like a one-time um, where like a co- an actual coach will calculate your macros for you, but they also take into a, into consideration things like your overall activity level. So if you are, you know, a postman versus having a cubicle job, like mm-hmm. you guys might weigh the same and everything, but you, so you might get the same macros on a macro calculator, but realistically they're probably not the same. So they take in that into account. They also take in your, like your period cycle for women. Um, they take that into account and they'll spit, spit back some macros for you. And that's like a really good guideline of, um, what you should be eating a day. And I, since doing this, have learned that I am like, I have historically really been under eating, which was interesting to me because I've like, I've always been like, maybe, um, you know, when we were like younger, I was like skinny when I thought I was fat, but I've always been like a little bit on the chubbier side and like very conscious of like my weight and my image. And so I would under eat and like not understand why my body didn't respond to that. And, uh, it's because I'm under eating. Duh. Yeah. So that is, so, uh, also a big learning that I had for myself for, I don't know, a few years ago, I decided that I wanted like a, a goal cause I wanted to feel motivated to be like working out regularly. And I decided that I was going to try to compete in a bodybuilding competition so that I had like a goal and I had, I could learn more structure more. I wanted to learn more about like working out, um, and like lifting weights rather than just doing cardio all the time and, and things like that. So that was a very, very long process. I never ended up competing because it ended up, I don't know, it just didn't, my body was not reacting very well to it. Even like I did like a one mini cut with my coach and I don't know, I just didn't feel right. Like I constantly felt bloated and like watery and but I was doing like two hours of cardio a day and my calories were down to like 1200 um and I was eating carbs at like literally I was eating carbs every other day like there I had some days where I couldn't eat any um and that is like a really that's uh bad 
It's really bad. And it was also a really big mental fuck for you. Like I remember being like, Eric, I'm concerned about you. Yeah, like I was losing weight, but I didn't I didn't feel like I was. Yeah. Um it was it was just a weird it was a really weird spot. I'm really glad that I ended up not doing it because that would have been like another year of like going through that stuff. Um and I and I but I already knew. I knew before I started that there was, you know, girls that had competed for a long time where they didn't do it the right way and it ends up having long-term repercussions on your body. So, after that, I ended up getting a coach who actually did have those issues and so now like her whole purpose very similar to the coach that mariah works with um her whole purpose is like finding more of that balance and you know doing nutrition the right way and like eating the right way working out the right way it's not all just like doing cardio just to burn burn calories it's about being like getting strong and like um feeding your body what it needs anyway the long periods of time where you're under eating, um, it actually really fucks with your metabolism and makes it harder for your body to like, that is now your new normal. So if like you, which is so fucked, right? Like I remember growing up and like magazines and stuff telling you, like giving you like sample diets or whatever. And there was all the calorie, like 1200, I don't know what it is about that number, but that was always the number that like women should be eating, right? Like, did you experience that <laughs> yeah, too? Yeah, it's sick. And, but like when you are under eating like that for long periods of time, your your metabolism then thinks that's your new normal. And it and, tanks. And it tanks. So then you're having to eat less and less and less in order to continue to get results. And then you're like, oh my God, I'm skinny, but I'm so tired so tired and just Weird. so like um it's not good it starts to really have a, an impact on your like mental health as well yeah yeah so i will say i've been working with my coach for like almost a year now and um i will say that like i haven't made the physical progress that like i kind of expected to but also i'm learning to like take accountability for that so like did I show up every single week with like hitting my macros exactly how I should and doing every single workout that was prescribed to me? Like, no. And that's, but that's been such a huge mental gain for me. And like so much of my growth in the last year, I like really owe to my coach Christy for like, she's like literally more than just like a fitness and nutrition coach. Like she's like my life coach. And like, Mm -hmm. I talk to her about life problems. I have like a weekly check-in with her where, um, so I have to answer like 12 questions and like, you know, they're like, okay, what's, what's your weight? And like, not that we've really, like, they're really big about like not using the scale to determine, you know, your, your worth, your progress, blah, blah, blah. But like, it is a good indicator of things. So like we see patterns, right? So I see like my Mm -hmm. weights down when I, the rest of the questions are like, are you on your period? How much on average did you sleep this week? Mm-hmm. Whoa. Like, hello. I I think I've mentioned this like a couple times in the podcast before, but like one of the things that she told me in the very beginning, which I was like almost like I want a new coach because she it like kind of insulted me. She was like, stop wearing your lack of sleep like a badge. Mm-hmm. Stop doing that. Like it's not cool to be busy mm-hmm. and not sleep. And I was like, whoa. 
like I don't like that. <laughs> and and yeah. now I'm like, wow, it's really not. Like it's your body needs to sleep to recover. And I still that's something that like I still really struggle with, but like I'm instead of being like, oh, my body only needs five and a half hours to function. I'm like, fuck, I only got five and a half hours of sleep. And that's why I feel like dick today. You know, um, Rob and I started wearing whoop bands, um, which you guys probably, I don't know if I only get the, I get the ads all the time for them. Um, but it's another fitness tracker. It's W H O O P. I'm actually not positive. That's how you say it, but that's how I say it. I would, but yeah, I think that's how you'd say it. The main reason Rob got it for a lot of reasons, um, but I got the main reason I wanted it was to track my sleep because mm-hmm. this kind of coming off of the whole like competition thing. Um, I what I'm a terrible sleeper, and I also, uh, especially at that time, was real still really struggling with like why can't I lose weight? Like I feel as though I'm putting in so much effort to eat cleaner meals, to stay regularly active. Like why is it that I have to do two hours of cardio a day and eat nothing to lose weight? So trying to like find like okay, where are those other areas in my life? And sleep is one of them that I really struggle with. And I was like, okay, I want to see like if this has any kind of impact and if it can help me find solutions. And uh, I don't – that was just kind of my intro for talking about what, but like some – it's almost another accountability thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like it sends you a push notification because it it over time it learns about you. And so it's like, well, you need this much sleep um, to have this – like a high recovery. So you should go to bed by this time. And Oof. so, yeah. Or like, um, Rob and I talk all the time about how and we're not big drinkers anyway. Like we drink socially or like on occasion. Um, but it has really reduced even more the number of times that we drink in a month because it tells you, so like you fill out a little diary every morning you wake up and you can customize it to ask the questions that you want it to ask. But it, it could be like, did you share your bed yesterday, last night? Did you have, <laughs> did sex, you have sex Yeah. yeah. I love that I asked you that. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have sex yesterday? Did you whatever, like all these different questions that you can ask. And one of them is, what was I talking? Oh, did you drink? Did you have any alcohol? And then uh, after a period of time, it gives you like a monthly and a weekly report. And so it starts to pick up on those themes. And every time alcohol is like a huge factor on recovery like it tanks your recovery and uh so rob and i both know that and have noticed that about about us and so it's like it almost makes us pause not almost it does it makes us pause to be like oh like do you feel like having yeah like do you feel like having wine tonight and it's like "Mm, i don't know do i (laughs) like i feel like not being optimally recovered tomorrow (laughs) yeah exactly and so it's just like having that top of mindness that helps anyway, but just to, to relate to your, you know, just being able to, to talk about it and to notice it and to, to say, okay, I want more of this. Like, how can I do that? Yeah, no. And like, I literally, so like with my check-in, I have to send her. So like first it's pictures. So I send like a side-by-side picture of like front, back, side, side, 
of Mm -hmm. the week before to like the current week. Mm -hmm. And then um, my weight, my current macros, and then a screenshot of like, so I track my macros in my fitness pal, a screenshot of my like weekly report in my fitness pal, and then um, what my stress levels are that week. So I have to like rate it on a scale of like one to 10. Um, how I feel physically and how I feel mentally and how much sleep I got, how many steps I got and how much water I drink. So there's like, you can literally see it in like some of my check-ins, like even in my face, just like some of them. I mean, I'm not really smiling in any of them because like you wake up, you go to the bathroom and you take pictures. So I'm like (laughs) looking like a troll. Poor Christy. I like send her every once in a while. Like if I get dressed up, I'm like, here's a picture of me like <laughs> looking like a human. <laughs> See, like just, I can be cute just so you yeah, know. Just so you know what I really look like. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do know what I really look like. Here's what everyone else <laughs> thinks I really look like. <laughs> so, um, yeah. But like you can literally see it in my face some days where like you can tell like, damn, that bitch had a bad week or like, damn, that bitch had a good week. So it's just like really good self-awareness. But like, like I said, like the physical gains or gains slash losses um, that I have or haven't experienced this the, in the last year of working with her have not been like necessarily what I expected. But but I've like taken full accountability for that. Like it has nothing to do with like the program, what the program's about or Um, like the things that she's doing. It's like about me not showing up for myself. And Mm -hmm. the mental gains though that I have like a lot of the things that I feel like I've done better with this year as far as like just being like more present, being less hard on myself, being more open-minded, being less angry, like all of those things I'd like totally owe to her and like the just like not restricting myself. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love that. Love that journey for you. Love that journey for you. So yeah. So what's cool about what I do is like I can literally eat anything and like you plan your day ahead of time. I can like if that day I want ice cream, like you fucking have ice cream. You just track that shit or like Mm -hmm. you want booze, like you have booze and then you track it. (laughs) Yeah. Which is just a wonderful, it is so much self-accountability right? Like it is. I have my boundaries. I know what I can and can't do. I really want this Big Mac. How can I make this work? I know this this means sacrifice. Like I can't have everything, right? But I'm getting this thing that I want. Where can I, how can I make it work? Yeah. And I know something that you've said to me, like you mentioned is that like, you, you're like, I was trying to get you to do this for years. Like Erica literally was like, right. Just like literally counting your macros. is so fucking easy. Just like stop doing what you're doing. And I was hesitant because that like the idea of counting my macros and logging something felt restrictive. And I was afraid of my fitness pal because that's what that other program that won't be named, but everybody knows what I'm talking about. That's what they use. And I was like, no, that's restrictive. Like I had this huge mental block in my head when really what I was doing was restrictive, but I had this huge mental block in my head of like counting your macros is restrictive. Guys, it's fucking not. Like, I can't tell you how many times it's been like 10 o'clock at night before bed, and I'm like, fuck, I didn't hit my protein today. Like, need to go have some deli meat before bed. 
Yeah, oh my god, <laughs> like, dude, you guys, like a uh, turkey and cheese roll up saved yeah. my whole existence. <laughs> but like, there's been so many times, especially like last summer when I was like busy, like busier doing things and during the day, and I'd be like, "Damn, I have like." all this food left to eat it's like bedtime and like old me would have been like don't eat before bed you guys as long as you're not eating like crazy what I find for me the most is like dairy before bed is like really not good because your body takes so long to like process it it kind of like affects your sleep but like intermittent fasting works because you have less time to eat like you have less time Mm -hmm. to like eat a ton of calories. So it works for people who don't track their calories and don't track their macros. Like that works because you're only eating eight hours a day. So like, obviously you're going to eat less than you would if you were eating 16 hours a day, but it has nothing to do with like, it's not scientifically like super beneficial for you to like stop eating a few hours before bed. Yeah. And the other thing that I will, um, add in there is that, you know, Especially if you're doing like something, if you're doing something that's reasonable for your sanity and for your body, it's going to feel, it, I I liken it to the idea that, and I think that you're the same way, Mariah, I feel like we talked about this, where I used to be like, I don't feel like I worked out unless I am dead on the floor, I'm drenched in sweat. Like if I didn't sweat, I didn't burn anything. No. And maybe that's true. Like there are days too where I still catch myself in that mindset where I just did like a, a Pilates class on, you know, the on the Peloton, Peloton app. Yeah. yeah. And I, you know, and it's like, oh, and I tracked it in my, in the whoop app and everything. And it's like, oh, congrats. You burned 45 calories. And I'm like, like okay. what the fuck? 45 yeah. calories. Like, cool. I get to eat. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but, and I think, this process or like this method that we use to well actually truth telling I don't track my macros anymore I kind of have a anyway it doesn't matter but like um, (laughs) you probably do it in your head though like I yeah I take I still apply what I know I I tracked I tracked my food for a long time I have a general idea of of what things are. And actually Rob and I do, I, did we talk about this on our like couples when he came on our podcast? So Rob, so Rob is diabetic. And so he has to count all of his carbs before he eats them because he has to give himself insulin for it. But sometimes we will talk about before, before we look something up, I'll be like, how many carbs are you given yourself for that? What do you think's in that? And yeah. then I give, and then I give my guess because I have a pr- a lot of foods that we eat are things that I ate when I was like tracking all my stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I have an idea and like we'll we'll talk about it. And like it's interesting because sometimes the way that he boluses for things like account for and th- this leads into my next point, I promise. But like they um his body he has to account for the way that his his spe- body specifically reacts to it processes thank you yeah processes it so there are foods that are maybe lower carb than he's bolusing for but the like chips for instance like going to a mexican food food restaurant and like getting chips 
um, is really difficult for him because he, we could probably know the exact number of carbs in them, but then you also have to factor in for like, okay, well, these are really greasy. So that's going to impact like how my body's processing these, or they're really this or that, or like this has also has a lot of, um, pork on top of these nachos. And so now I have to account for the fat and the protein and like it all. Anyway, it's really interesting to see like how those compare and also just like his knowledge against mine in this area. But my next point is it often feels like you're not making a lot of progress. Um, I very much felt like I was not making progress. Like when I was eating reasonably and tracking everything, even though I knew I was doing all things I was supposed to do. However, it is such a good foundation for you. Um, even if I'm doing Pilates and I only burn 14 or 45 calories, I'm still, I'm still, my my body I'm moving I'm building muscle even if it's not like bulky muscle like my body my muscles feel fatigued I know I did something I know I'm doing something that feels good to me um and even more important like you're releasing like serotonin decreasing cortisol your stress level like all of those things it's like so not important I mean not that it's not important it's important how much how many calories you're burning that's not to say like go to the gym and like sit on the bench and because you made it to the gym you're like burning calories like no right but like you don't do what feels good and I used to like have like my Fitbit or like my Apple watch and like would like obsessed like okay I can't leave the gym until this has I burn 600 calories Ooh, when I'm it's like Rob, so unhealthy like that's so unhealthy do I feel tired yeah do I feel strong yeah fucking leave yeah I was telling Rob that when I was in college I used to do this thing where and I know that like fitness machines like uh like an elliptical the when it has the calorie counter I know it's not accurate because it's yeah. just like whatever. But my goal was to burn, um, 10 calories per minute, yeah, which is a lot. And yeah. it's like, it, it took a lot, but it was like something that motivated me. But, um, the other portion of, w- of what I was thinking about is, um, do like do something like this or you should try something like this. And by the way, we're not professionals. We are not giving medical advice. We, but from our own personal experience, um, we do both really like this method, but it does take a while. And I do recommend sticking with it a while because you start learning things about your own body and know, mm-hmm. and you start be becoming way more in tune with yourself and like what feels good to you. So like for me, I felt like tracking macros and like part of why I don't track macros, this is not a good excuse, but part of it is that protein just like does a high volume of protein does not sit well with me. It makes me feel like really icky. And so I just don't eat as much protein and I, or like, um, like meat, meat protein. Instead I eat, I find, um, like the pasta, we get this like veggie pasta mm-hmm. thing that's made of like lentils. Lentil and so pasta, it, yeah. Yeah. And so it has like higher fiber and the higher protein than like a regular pasta. So mm-hmm. it just makes, makes small adjustments like that. So I'm not making this extreme change. It's just little incremental things that make me feel better. And like newsflash, guys, things that are sustainable are going to take longer. (laughs) So that's what sucks, right? Is like, okay, I have 50 pounds to lose and I'm going to jump on keto real quick because I can do that in like three months. Mm Mm-hmm. 
but like, can you sustain that then for the next three years? And then if you do, are your organs going to fall? Like, are you like, okay. Yeah. Are you okay? (laughs) Do you need like medical attention? So how's your heart? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So that's, I think that's why this method's unpopular, but like the cool thing, some of the really cool things that I've noticed. So like overdoing this a year, like, I mean, I have lost weight. I have gained muscle, like not a significant amount. I don't think yet we come in, mm-hmm. come in for you, but, mm-hmm. um, my hair, <laughs> like mm. this is the first time in since I was like 17 that I haven't worn extensions. And like, that is something that like, I used to kind of like make fun of myself or like my weave, like, but like, I was very self-conscious of like my hair being like this weird curly texture. That's like super thin. Like, no, I just wasn't giving my body any protein. (laughs) Oh my God, Mariah. I never made that connection. And like, you couldn't get it to grow like past a certain length. Yeah, no, you can literally see in like my photos. I mean, granted, also I just like have stopped doing other things to it. Like I don't apply heat to it. I wash it like once a week, maybe like things that just help. But like my hair is so healthy and like so thick compared to what it Mm -hmm. used to be. And like people don't believe me anymore when they see me and they're like, you're not wearing your extensions. I'm like, nope. Wow. Yeah, it's cool. It's like really cool. So like that and my period. So I also came off of birth control, like right around the time that I started coaching. So my period and my hormones were fucked. Like, Mm, (laughs) and I'm still kind of like dealing with, um, things of coming off birth control, especially with like hormonal fluctuations. I notice in my mood a lot, like more Mm -hmm. than when I was on birth control, but like my period is like clockwork. Yeah, yeah. Like I literally get my period every fourth Thursday. <laughs> it's like oh, I love that when you know exactly what day clockwork, yeah. and I can I know too. Like okay, the Tuesday before my period is probably like I'm probably going to lash. I'm going to want to lash out on somebody. So I know those things ahead of time, and I know the things that like you know, going back to our last episode, like, Hey, maybe on that Tuesday before my period, like I should do an ex- a couple extra self-care things because I mm-hmm. know, and I'm like prepared for, instead of being like questioning, like, man, why am I being such a bitch? And then all of a sudden like, Oh, my period's here. Like, no, I know, like, I know it's coming and I know to expect it. Yeah. Like having all of the data, like mm-hmm. in all the forms, um, just really, it really helps. And even if this isn't something that you do long-term, just having that information and having those learnings about your own body, like, listen, the, the fact of the matter is there are going to be people out there that like can like Rob, <laughs> which is a bad example. Cause he's a, a man and this is more common for men, but like, um, he can just stop ordering food out and, you know drop 15 yeah and like just do some just do some weightlifting like a couple times a week and he'll start seeing results like his body just remembers it whereas I and and this was a big conflict point actually for us like it was or not conflict point but it was like very frustrating for us because he's an athlete and he just doesn't understand like how I could be like his mentality is just push harder or it was previously. Um, thankfully he's kind of been on this whole journey with me, so he gets it now. Um, but like 
I can't just push as hard as I can and like get results. Like my body doesn't respond that way. It almost like is like, fuck you. No, I won't. And then I'm swollen. I'm watery. I'm bloated. And so I have to like everyone's bodies don't react the same way. Like some people are very gifted and can can just like diet a little bit and have amazing results that everyone wants. But some people it just it's more beneficial to focus on being like in a good headspace first because otherwise it could just easily take you down a bad path. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not to say like, guys, we know that like things happen like, oh shit, it's two weeks before my wedding and I have like this last 10 pounds to lose. Like, right. okay, cool. We get it. Like that's something that's like very temporary, but to like be trying to, trying to like start a lifestyle change through like a fad diet is, um, very physically and mentally, um, not good. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think that that's like, we plan on probably talking about this more if you guys are interested and especially just maybe just like sharing our journeys. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know that I'll ever share like a before and during picture with you guys, but maybe, maybe the day will come. Um, I'm pretty proud of this booty that I'm building. (laughs) Like, you know, it's just, yeah, we, We've both learned a lot, I think, about this, too, through being vulnerable, which is, like, kind of one of our key points always. It's just, like, vulnerability um, is growth. And, um, yeah, if you guys want us to share more, if you have, like, specific questions, like, like Erica and I said, we are in no sense, like, professionals in this area. Like, we're not certified, but we'd love to help point you in the right direction or just, like, talk through some things if you're struggling. Totally. Or if there's certain things, more specific things that you guys want are interested just to hear us talk about on the podcast, like this is a pretty broad topic and um, there's lots to dig into. So if there's anything specific that you're that you're thinking about that you just want to hear her opinions on, uh, let us know. Yeah. Okay. And until next time, guys. Bye. Bye. Do all the things. Yeah. Okay. Bye. You know. Bye. (laughs) 